I'm Oren Pellet from Law Trades, and this is your seven-minute weekly news update. This week, Nike lawyers up again, Tumblr agrees to LGBTQ protections, and a former Fox News producer gets caught for violating sanctions against Russia. Plus, the DOJ wants to hire you, the big law firms helping Russia, and putting a 150-year-old law to use. First up, already courting trouble. Nike's litigation offensive shows no signs of slowing as the company requests to block already LLC's trademark registration of the phrase, just sue it. Nike has made the request to the Trademark Trial and Appeals Board, based on its own catchphrase, just do it, that the brand adopted in 1988. This latest action by Nike is part of a long-running feud between the athletic wear company and Already LLC. Already LLC is the company behind the shoe designer Yum's, and the brand is relaunching its sneaker line after a previous battle with Nike. Quote, this moment has been a long time coming, and we couldn't be more excited, said Tex Moten, the brand's founder, reports PR Newswire. In 2009, Nike first filed suit against Already, claiming that their Sugar and Soldier Boy's shoes infringed upon the trademark design of Nike's Air Force One. The suit was then met with a countersuit by Already, who claimed that a trademark for a product's design rather than a, quote, mark, was not valid, notes J.D. Supra. Understanding that Already was not a real threat to their business, Nike then dropped the suit with a covenant, saying that it promised not to sue the smaller brand. But Already was not ready to drop its countersuit and continued to argue that Nike's trademark was invalid. The showdown made its way to the Supreme Court, who ruled unanimously in favor of Nike, but gave warning, quote, against manipulation of the courts by trademark holders who sue their rivals then back off to protect their own marks, says Scotus Block. The verdict? By jumping back into a fight with Nike, this time over a new piece of IP, the Just Do It slogan, already seems to be goading the athletic wear giant into continuous litigation as a means of bolstering its own brand. While the SCOTUS gave Nike a slap on the wrist for manipulation of the course last time, it might be already who deserves the warning this time. Next up, Tumblr settles over LGBTQ discrimination. Tumblr has settled with the New York City Commission on Human Rights over claims that the blogging platform's 2018 porn ban discriminated against the LGBTQ community. According to The Verge, Tumblr has agreed to revise its user appeals process, revisit old cases, and retrain human moderators against potential bias. The settlement, which was reached without legal complaint or proceedings, could open the door to wider regulations against social media companies. Tumblr will further revise its moderation algorithm and has 180 days to hire an expert on sexual orientation and gender identity issues and provide related training to moderators. Quote, I think it's inevitable that social media companies are going to come under more government regulation and that more of these enforcement actions are going to come about, Alberto Rodriguez, an attorney for the city's commission, said of the settlement's implications. Social media platforms remain a disproportionately toxic environment for the queer community. Glad determined that Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter were all unsafe for LGBTQ users, and 64% of those users experienced hate speech and harassment online, more than any other group of users. According to NPR, both Facebook and Twitter have introduced new tools to help queer users mitigate harassment on their platforms. The verdict? Against growing background of various states enacting anti-LGBTQ legislation, having Tumblr and other social media sites work to protect their queer community is a net positive, if you'll pardon the pun.
Ultimately, it'll be left to see how much online protections and behaviors affect real-world ones. Next up, takedown of a former Fox News producer. A former Fox News producer and U.S. citizen has been ensnared in the West's sanctions against Russian oligarchs. John Hannock, who was a producer at the Cable News Network for the first 15 years of its existence, was arrested in London last month for violating eight-year-old sanctions imposed on Russia in the wake of the nation's annexation of Crimea. He is also charged with lying to FBI agents. The charges brought against Mr. Hannock by the U.S. District Court in Manhattan claim he worked for Russian oligarch Konstantin Malofiev for three years after sanctions were placed on Russia in 2014. Malofiev was one of the chief architects and financiers of Russia's separatist campaign in Crimea. The indictment further details that Mr. Hannock moved to Greece in 2015 to set up a TV network that would be a, quote, opportunity to detail Russia's point of view on Greek TV, Hannock wrote to Malofiev in an email, notes the New York Times. If the sudden arrest of Hannock seems both years late and painfully present in the work of a new round of Russian aggression and U.S.-imposed sanctions, it comes as the DOJ announces the creation of the task force that will, quote, target the crimes of Russian oligarchs and those who aid or conceal their unlawful conduct, reports the National Law Review. Deputy Attorney General Lisa O. Monaco is overseeing the task force named Klepto Capture. The verdict? If you impose sanctions but never enforce them, you're doing little more than a performance. The arrest of John Hannock may be the first domino to fall in a larger takedown of the Russian oligarch's web and a sign that sanctions have real-world consequences. Here's what else we're forwarding. U.S. Attorney General Merrick O'Garland is looking to beef up the DOJ's staff as he goes after pandemic-related fraud and other white-collar crime, says Law360.com. The Justice Department is seeking to hire 120 more attorneys and 900 FBI agents. Law.com takes a look at which U.S. and U.K. big law firms do the most work with Russian companies. At the top of the list, Linklater's, DLA Piper, and Latham Watkins. Finally, a federal judge ruled that Republican Congressman Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina cannot be removed from office for playing a role in the January 6th insurrection, reports Bloomberg Law. The judge didn't speak to whether Cawthorn did in fact take part in the attempted coup, but rather said that the 150-year-old law resulting from the Civil War protects the incumbent Congress member from being investigated and or removed from office. That's all for this week's news. Join us next week for more. And thank you.